views expressed on the following program of those of its hosts and participants in no way reflect those of the staff or management of WNRI. The time for empty talk is over. Now arrives the hour of action. It's time for the John DePietro Show here on News Talk WNRI 1380 AM and 99.9 and 95.1 FM. He's a special kind of sentinel. Mr. DePietro, who is in the eye of the storm. Suddenly, John DePietro became the story. Radio talk show host, John DePietro. All right, here we go, folks. Welcome to the lunchtime. Good afternoon, one and all. Here I am at Swan. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go till 2 a.m. 1380, which is a flamethrower, 99.9 FM. Certain areas, remember, visit the new website, DePietro.com. And, folks, especially the podcast now, go out afterwards. You never have to miss an element of the program. This portion of the program is brought to you by West Fountain Auto Body. Remember, if you are ever in an accident, if it happens and it can happen, call Patricia, my friend at West Fountain, 272-3340. They're located at 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Well, folks, it's Tuesday. It's noon. Uh, we bring her in. She is Massachusetts communication consultant and also one of my siblings. We want to say good afternoon uh, to Donna Perry. Good afternoon, DJ. Great to be here, JJ. All right. Now, I want to start off right away. Tonight is a big night uh, because Iowa now, we are within 30 days of Iowa. Things are truly heating up and something very, very substantial and significant happened. Tonight is, in fact, well, it's two big things. We're going to cover both. Governor Raimondo at 7 o'clock delivers our state of the state. But then the main event is Iowa. And the, the, um, the field has shrunk. Cory Booker now is out. We're going to talk about exactly who's there. But you've seen the fracture. Initially, Senators Bernie Sanders and Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren, they had a pact. Let's not attack each other. We both kind of have the same vision of things and so forth. Well, it has started to erode really just in the last 48 hours. And it stemmed from initially, supposedly, Sanders campaign people telling people out on the stump, you know, they're going door to door. She can't win. He breaches more to the party. And then, I mean, you want to talk about tone deaf. Somehow, somebody leaks to CNN, Elizabeth Warren, that there was a meeting between the two of them. And he told her, which I don't even believe, that a woman can't get elected. This famous private meeting, December of 18, between the two of them, and now it would seem the gloves are totally off. They are, J.D. Um, and I would just say, as you said at the top, now with about three weeks to go, uh, despite all their nice intentions, they have finally discovered it took all this time. You know, their main opponent is not Donald Trump right no. now. It's each other. That's right. So they've been running really neck and neck from way go where you go way back. They have really the same base of supporters. And I would say they come out of this back and forth. And tonight may be the final, you know, on that. I think Bernie looks like the fighter he is. And I think she looks desperate with this ploy. And like you say background leaking and and you can say oh my staffs did this and that number one i don't think anyone who's followed bernie uh and who he uses for uh surrogates john i don't he's had women at the top of the campaign he runs around with aoc so number one i don't think anyone believes bernie is a sexist and no. i think that that is her to me, looking like a desperate, yeah. you know, Hail Mary pass. I think they are after the same voters. This is her saying, 
that her campaign is thinking, can we depress some of the female vote for Bernie? That's what part of that strategy would be, in my view. Um, and then I think Bernie decided... I've got to break some something loose from her side. So he's running around saying, you know, she appeals more to sort of affluent. I think these terms, by the way, in the Democratic Party, they're always code words. Saying affluent voters to some of his base, J.D., is supposed to mean like uh, suburban white people. You know, this right. is the party that likes to really like somehow white people have to always be identified as they are or are not part of an equation. So I think that was part of what's going on on his side. But then for her to throw that out, I don't think anyone would believe that Bernie would say that. So I think she's looking sort of awkward. And the, we'll see how the media plays it out tonight. But look, they're neck and neck. It took all this time. The gloves have to come off. This is what an election is, by the way. The election is not we're going to elect two people who are friends politically. Someone has to emerge over the other one. That's right. Now, when this story broke, now you've worked on both sides. you worked politics, you've also worked on campaigns. Um, just the way they even handled this, as far as it's a private meeting, and CNN is saying, sources say, I mean, to me, is there any question in your mind that this came from the Warren campaign? No, zero no. question. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's who it came from. Yeah. Uh, and also, what do you think of her statement? So she, you know, the story hits and he rightfully is saying that is completely false. Mm -hmm. And then came out, I thought, a pretty good statement saying, you know, Hillary Clinton got more votes than, than Donald Trump. I know some of our people are trying to say that um, some of the, the Elizabeth Warren people saying, well, you know, Bernie, his people didn't step up and they didn't uh, defend and fully, you know, go into Hillary. But I think this, what do you think of Elizabeth Warren releases this statement and says, I have no interest in discussing this private meeting any further well first you leak it to cnn and uh, now you yeah. say you don't want to discuss it any further i i think she's tone deaf with that she's not only tone deaf she's uh, in trouble and yeah. it's hours away from the debate and yes. we know you know cnn uh everyone is in the business of ratings you know um so obviously that it's not the last word just because she thinks she's going to declare it in a tweet at you know noontime on on tuesday jd that's not the end of the story. I'm sure uh, Bernie was, maybe he was saying in the environment or something that female candidates have sometimes difficulty that maybe isn't fair. Maybe mm. he said something to that context, which, yep. by the way, that's not the first person women can say that too. So I don't, I think this is just her going after, he's going after parts of her voters, she's going after parts of his voters. That's kind of what you're supposed to do. It's They're really neck and neck, and that's why it's showing. And I think tonight, though, Elizabeth is really almost on the downswing, and I think tonight is, is a very critical debate performance for her, especially. How do you think this, um, what do you think this does for the Biden campaign in Iowa? I was just going to say, see, I think though this week is starting off very good for Biden. Yep. Um, the Mammoth poll that is just out this morning right. has him now up at about 24% and the others are on his heels, but they're, at, they, you know, and they vary 18, 17. Sometimes it's interchangeable. So um, despite all the early, you know, the bad performances, weird gaffes, comments, he's too old, he, he doesn't have it. JD, I think the week is actually starting out very, very good for him 
And ironically, he could, he could be the one that is not only benefiting and peaking at the right time. Keep in mind the Senate impeachment trial and yep. what that could mean. Bernie and Elizabeth especially could be completely off the trail. It appears they will be, for, you know, mostly for the next few weeks. So that's like big news for Biden and Buttigieg. Um, so I think it's a real, it's actually he is benefiting by their spat for sure. We've had some debates. I think this is the first debate tonight that it's, it's actually really going to matter. Because one misstep or if you play it too safe, people in Iowa, I mean, all the different polls. There was an odd poll that came out on Friday that had Bernie Sanders in the lead. And then it suddenly it shows that Biden bounced back. It, it seems to be pretty fluid in, in Iowa right now. So I don't think anyone is. But, you know, as the field is narrowed, it's basically Sanders, Warren, Mayor Pete, who is not going up. If anything, has been going down. And Biden, um, I think tonight is going to matter. And, and Biden, as much as he's had some gaffes out on the trail, he, he still has been pretty smooth in the debate. So I think tonight is going to matter. But I think you also hit on something is the Warren people... And uh, Donna Perry, you know from working on campaigns, they have their internals. They know if they're going up or down. Sure. This element on, on Bernie to me, somehow somebody said we need to sh- try to shake some female voters away from Bernie Sanders. Sure, and that can. And it was a calculated, it was a calculated risk uh, move of what they did. It is, and it's also um, a calculation, JD. It can be even just a couple of percentage points. Yes. I think it's part of that. I think it's a way. To make sure, I think they're terrified of her coming in third Yes, uh, yeah. for both Iowa and New Hampshire. Let's yeah. face it. She knows then the media narrative is she has the most to lose. She's not looking like, you know, she's emerging as the candidate. Right. Um, we know that's what these two uh, I, caucus and, and early primary, that's what they're about. They're really right. about that kind of you you can't buy that press coverage when you are the front page of everything that's you know what i mean you can't buy that that kind of uh it just buoys people into the bigger state primaries that are right on their heels she can't finish fourth either i mean if mayor pete sneaks in and elizabeth warren is going to new hampshire finishing fourth that's what's at stake what do you make of the sanders campaign i mean i think the whole situation with the ran he, you know, I, I don't agree with his policies. And, and you have so many people. He is, in fact, a socialist. But he is very <laughs> consistent. And he doesn't have to think. And no one has to tell him, here's what you need to say. Right. Because he is very, very consistent, unlike some of the other campaigns. It, it would seem the Iran strike, his people are never in favor of it. And we saw with Elizabeth Warren walked back calling Soleimani a murderer, as if you can't even say that. Right, right. Uh, But I think you're right. The, the, the sand is shifting under her, and they're looking at their numbers are dropping, not going up. John, it's also yeah. about money. Yeah, you see, right. if, if the percentage points don't tip, if she can come in 17 and 17 percent with him, the money keeps coming. Um, I had seen something a week or so ago that said they her campaign was beginning to worry they could not be competitive yep. in all 50 states. That's right. That's a very bad sign. Yes. If that starts to to dry up that way. So and he has no worries with money. And he, he d- raises no, so much money. He's a prolific camera. fundraiser. He is. He's always See, the he, leader. Too. And he had infrastructure from from 2016. Yeah. And and you got to meaning the infrastructure also to really go get the money. 
Um, he is amazing. He's very confident. He never looks like, in, no matter what's in his mind, when he stands on a stage to his people, yep. he never looks like he doesn't think he will win and be the president of the United States. I mean, he just sort of projects that. He and does. I, I do think... I think there's problems for Bernie, though, um, and we can talk about that. There's um, some, you know, there's some new reporting. I think uh, Rob Brownstein has um, a piece out though that that is a little bit peeling away the glamour of oh Bernie, you know, and, and some of his big ideas though. And I think that's where the press coverage will have to start to come in about how much. His plans, yes, way in the trillions. He's kind of gotten a pass. Would call, she took he, more of the fire? Has, yeah, the more that's the Sanders campaigns really go under the microscope. People are going to say, "Oh, wait a minute, well, we can't." Afford well, the this. Biden people are going to really start pushing that too. Yeah, I want to just go through some of the uh, others. Do you think any of the others, as far as Mayor Pete Klobuchar hanging in? Steyer is trying to make a move. He certainly has made a move in South Carolina. I see his ads. I mean, the guy is spending the money. But um, so far, none of them seem to be able to break into that upper tier. Not I, even close. If anything, I mean, the one person who has come in, and he's certainly spent over $200 million so far, is Bloomberg. But the rest of them, I think, and the same thing with uh, Yang, I, I view them as they're along for the ride as long as they can. Maybe they get chosen on the VP slot. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. I think um, I have, you know, Amy Klobuchar, Some you go week to week and you say, why is she, why yeah. or how is she right. still in it? Which is, I, I don't know the source of a lot of her fundraising, but she's been a sitting U.S. senator. Yes. Um, I think all along she's going for maybe number two on the ticket. Yeah. So you have to stay relevant. You have to stay in there. She's done that. Tom Steyer. You know what? He's the kind of guy, his ads, unfortunately, they're kind of interchangeable. You they know, are. I mean, totally flat. you know, but he's got consultants who are glad to take his money and yes, they're saying, this will be the ad that'll do it. You That's know, right. you can almost see that. And to your point, I think Bloomberg, Bloomberg's ad by and how he's coming across, I would contrast him with Steyer. Yes. J.D., I, you know, you could say, where's his constituency? But I have thought he could represent. There are. As we've said, everyone does not follow all this up to all these months. Right. We just get through the holidays. Many Americans are only now vaguely paying attention, which is why tonight is very, very important. And I think a guy like Bloomberg maybe provides that middle ground spot for people who say, you know, I don't like a lot of Trump's tactics. I don't like this far left stuff. And I think that's what they're banking on. And I will say, I think his ads are not not gaining him traction, maybe. But, you know, I think he's in it for the long haul because oh, yeah. he can afford to be. He can be. And meanwhile, last night, there it was LSU playing Clemson National Championship. And I said, oh, wow, there they are. He and Melania on the field. And uh, the president, of course, loves when he gets this type of reception. And I just want to player for everyone. It was um, really something to see. President Trump walks out, standing ovation. The crowd then starts chanting USA, USA. And absolutely loved it last night. I think, again, um, as much as this poll, there was a poll that came out that said, you know, people are upset about what's uh, the president's actions with Iran right now. I think the way the president handled Iran, which was, we're not going to escalate. We're going to step back. You now see the Iranian people going after their own leaders yes. and regime change. 
I think once again, you know, the president to me, in some ways, he's like the cat with nine lives. Every time they're saying, now he's really got it, <laughs> yeah. right? Now it's World War yeah. III. He never should have done that. We don't want boots on the ground, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, he steps back. He's just letting. He also sent out a tweet, which is the most read tweet ever for people of right. the Reed Farisi, um, and saying, do not hurt those Iranian protesters. I think, you know, the president of the national championship game last night. The economy rolls along. You have Sanders and um, and Warren fighting. I, every time they're trying to count him out, I think the president right now is actually in a pretty good pretty good situation. His political instincts continue yeah. to show um, something that they continue to underestimate yes. him. I mean, that's unprecedented okay. to send a tweet out in Farsi. He's speaking in their language. Yeah. He's reaching them, um, and he he. I think he's also again underestimated at how he reads a situation you know um it is not that in iran the people are not all rallying together no. and saying death to america right. that's a different country even though we've compared some of the imagery to the 70s jd it's not that's a different country it is you have far more uh, highly educated they have been exposed to democracies Something people also, just quickly on Iran, that they underestimate how many Iranian students in areas of engineering come and are educated in the U.S. That's right. So they spend solid time. They're yep. exposed to democracy. And by the way, in a lot of cities like Boston, yes. and they're exposed to democracies, they go back. They are, they're not interested in this authoritarian rule at no. all. And the Ayatollahs are most afraid of they that. Are. That's, that's so, a very good point. You know, I think um, I don't see in a poll that Americans are somehow terrified Iranian missiles are going to, you know, come hit Main Street. No. And, and if anything, again, our military, we showed restraint. We showed when we need to pinpoint accuracy. Anyone wants to compare the two countries, they accidentally shot down an airliner. We had a pinpoint absolute magnificent strike, for lack of a better word, on a drone strike right on the general to take him out, and then that was it. Right. So as far as them being, one, you have the superior. It wasn't lost in the rest of the world. We were able to track him down and then deliver a pinpoint strike with the drone. Meanwhile, they're shooting down an airliner out of the sky. Folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro in studio with me, Massachusetts communication consultant Donna Perry. Now, I want to get your thought on this. House to vote Wednesday. This just happened. Send impeachment articles to the Senate. House is now preparing to vote tomorrow. Send the articles of impeachment against the president of the Senate. Start the historic trial. Nancy Pelosi meeting privately today at the Capitol. House Democrats with the next step, ending her blockade. She suggested the House vote on Wednesday. Transmit the charges. Name the House managers. Um, the action will launch the rear Senate proceeding, only the third impeachment trial. Trial begin in a matter of days. Mitch McConnell's behind closed doors. So what, now a couple things. One thing, and we've talked about this. So th as soon as this starts, this is lights out on coverage for Iowa. So for someone right. like Biden, I think this helps him because anyone else that's trying to get uh, any type of footing or, or trying to get any type of momentum, it kind of goes lights out. This has dragged on so long. Mitch McConnell is not breaking. I know Romney and certain people are saying, let's get some more witnesses in here. But I like Mitch McConnell when he gave his speech on the Senate floor and said, listen, I'm not going to do the work of the House. Right. We're going to do a very simple trial on what they sent us. We're not going above and beyond that. Right. That's the evidence they sent us. We're going to put an end to this whole thing. Uh, it is uh, political. 
I'm not going to be partial about it. They, they, their vote was certainly all across party lines. Um, what do you make of the fact that Pelosi now is going to send this and now we are going to have a Senate trial? Well, I think, as you say, the calendar is ticking. Yeah. Um, they have these prominent people in their own party. Warren, Sanders, and Amy Klobuchar, yeah, the sitting right. senator. I yeah. mean... So, and I'm sure with Pelosi, there's a lot of other things she's juggling. She can't. She's like, I'm sorry, I can't help that this is happening to you. So, politically, on the campaign trail, to your point, this is very big advancement, in my view, for Biden and Buttigieg. Yes. They're going to essentially have the place to themselves. That's right. So, there's that. Um, and then you also have the this issue that they're fighting over witnesses. And there's some pundits who have said, J.D., that can work two ways. There's not a guarantee that witnesses are going to hurt Trump. Right. You know, Bolton may come forward and and have information that almost muddies it further. That's saying, you know, that it didn't play out the way it's been said to play out. Who knows? Um, and if they want to keep fighting that through the primary season, I'm sure McConnell is saying, go ahead, have at it. I, yep. I don't know that the Democrats have played this as well as they may be wanted to. So it will get the public's attention. But lastly on this, the polls also show uh, certainly the media has devoted inordinate amount of, amounts of time to when the impeachment was running up in the fall on the House side, John. And there is not a poll that shows impeachment is either number one, two, or sometimes number three in the public's list of what is most important to them. Yep. So that shows you, are they, they I don't, you know, this is not the 70s of Watergate. We no. don't have that kind of a country. We don't nope. have that kind of communications. People don't sit there and watch their little tiny black and white TV. It just, it's a different world. It's a different uh, era of media. So the idea that the public is going to follow every detail, that, that's fiction. That's not going to happen. Will Rhode Island Congressman David Cicilline be chosen as one of the House managers? You're about to see, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think he certainly and his team wants, it. wants that visibility. Oh, yeah. um, kind of hard to tell. I mean, I, I think... From the hardcore side, they probably think he's good on his feet. He's younger. They want to give him that exposure. Yep. I'd say there's probably a very good chance. I think he's going yeah. to get it. Yeah. I mean, he, he does have a background as a defense attorney. Uh, certainly has been very outspoken. This is going to be a big moment for him. I think it's also going to you know, look at the way the Rhode Island press coverage is going to be on this. In other parts of the country, they look at this as a ho-hum. They're still going after him. Right. I haven't seen anyone of all the Trump supporters I know, and I know a lot of them, I haven't seen anyone break off and say, based on what I've heard now, boy, now I think he should be removed from office. Nowhere. Zero, flat. Um, I think they've totally overplayed their hand here. I know there is a danger when you get into a trial. Tim Dodd that we have on says, you know, it is dangerous when you start to get on the path of a trial because you don't know where it's going to go. But I think, you know, Mitt Romney, uh, Senator Romney, he, he doesn't like the president. I think in some ways he is envious because he did run in 12. He couldn't get his shot. He's saying he wants more witnesses. I, I, I don't think this is going to amount to anything. I think as long as you have Mitch McConnell... We know what's there. It's not easy to understand. It's not easy to find. That's exactly and where it it's is. Just, yeah. It started when the New York Times realized that people didn't understand the word quid quo, quid pro quo, exactly where this was going to go. But I think for Cicilline, I think for Cicilline, this is huge. This is a career. 
Uh, yeah. This certainly puts him, you know, A-list. You know what it's like in Washington to get invited to certain parties. This puts him, he walks into the Palm in D.C. Right. And boom, Congressman, your table is ready. Right? Larry King used to have the table there. This really elevates him probably to a higher level than we've seen anyone in Washington, maybe since Senator Chafee, I, meaning, I, meaning his father. I, I, I would agree. Not and, like, I, you know, it is a star turn, it if is. we can use that expression, for for him. Um, he is, uh, you know, a, a younger uh, person serving J.D. He's known as, I believe right now, he's, he's the only gay congressman serving in the House. So I think there's an elevation for him. He is um, known as a sharp attorney. He's certainly now really out on the circuit. But as you say, this could this is kind of a career making uh, visibility oh, and oh, there's yeah. no question to no lose yeah. right and he's not in a district let's face it uh in certain parts of the country if you are in a latest poll uh 52 and the challengers 42 or 44 and a certain undecided maybe one i don't know if this is worth it he, he is a lock. No right. one is going to take him out. It's a total win. Folks, uh, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. In studio with me is Massachusetts Communication Consultant Donna Perry. Before we talk about Governor Mundo and a couple other issues, I'm just curious what you think. Last night, you know, Twitter is terrific and social media, but you have the national uh, championship game, and President Trump is there with the First Lady Melania, and they're in a suite. And someone who was at the game stopped by, shook hands with the president. There's video of him. I'm going to show it to you. And there he is. Actor Vince Vaughn is uh, with President Trump. So you're a celebrity and you're at the game and you have a chance to meet the president. I'd say <laughs> right. he is getting backlash oh. like you can't imagine. And this is not yeah. the first time. This was... You know, Ellen went through this where Ellen Bush, was seated yeah. uh, at the Dallas Cowboy game with President George W. Bush, uh, and they were just conversing and so forth. You know, the, the left, they go so out of their mind as if you, yeah. in no way to them, should you ever be polite, uh, converse. There should be nothing to be said. Right. They are so one-minded. As much as they, this is the party, and this is what gets me, they talk about diversity, Right. And trying to be open to everyone. And you can't judge people and everything else. You, you had that congressman in, in New Jersey. He had to leave the Democrat Party because he wasn't voting for impeachment. Right. And then to me, these are the examples, just how extreme they are. Yeah. And this is this kind of pathological. It is. You know, it is almost pathological. Oh um, they're almost like repulsed that another human can talk to to Donald Trump. Yeah. Like it or not. He's the president. The president he, of the United States. He won. States. He's in. A, again, <clears throat> make your voice known at the ballot box. And and that's what, you know, a lot of people have said. Like, But to be hysterically upset Holy that uh, a, just a mainstream actor is speaking to him. And what was he supposed to organize a protest rally in right. the seats? It's or just ridiculous. Throw ice at him or walk out. There's right. MSNBC. President Trump, Vince Vaughn, chat at the game. Right. It's trending. People are outraged about it. <laughs> You know, and you don't know. This is this is a chance to meet the president. You have no idea. Let's even go. Who knows if behind the scenes that somehow they have some common mutual friend. Sure. Or somehow the president helped him with some kind of a call. I mean, you don't know any of that. Right. In their mind, to me, that is the AOC, the squad, the Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren. You don't even talk to him. You walk out. Yeah. I mean, it really is like a Trump derangement syndrome. Now, tonight. 
Governor Raimondo is going to deliver the state of the state. Um, I, you know, if it weren't for what my occupation is, I don't know if I would even tune in. And I'm, uh, I feel fortunate. <laughs> right. Those that don't have to are fortunate. I, I see this as another example. You know, last year she gave this big speech of that a success story. Rhode Island's on the right path. When you look at the events of last year between the deficits, the Providence schools, uh, the fact that things are still not, you know, empty land moving forward. I, I think tonight it's just it's another example of like gimmicks. I don't think the governor's speech tonight really clicks in with what the no, real problems no. are in the state. You, you're not going to get reality tonight. It's more just more of her spin of how she wants people to think. Yeah, I mean, you're going to get the polite applause, but yeah. but by mo- any huge and by any measurement i don't i think it's very tough to make the case that rhode island is really a on the right path a really doing well there's not no. and, and and you know she is in the middle of her second and final term and as you have said before jd she is on this nat she's really looking to have a checklist uh you know attractive at the national democratic level and so that's why you see you know when she's going to talk about you know climate and (laughs) and and guns like as if by the way as if climate change will be confronted from what you know smith street in providence rhode island i mean come on so the fact that she centers on that when you talk about she is obviously has to address education and economic development, of course, and she will address those. Well, you've been focusing the past two days, two really key points on that. Two of the most problematic districts are paid for by the state right. taxpayer. So yes. if you're sitting in East Greenwich, you better you should keep that in mind. You're supposed to pay for, you know, the dysfunction of Providence. I know they're trying to turn it around, but boy, they got a lot to turn around. And also in Central Falls. And the state taxpayer is apparently going to, is paying for a district where you have this huge influx, people who are obviously illegal, they're pouring it into the town, um, and, and that district can't support it, and the state taxpayer is supposed to carry that. So one million dollars extra for four hundred kids from Guatemala. Yeah, That's and, what it is. And it's adding and adding. And think what that would do for gifted students. What if you just had a program uh, first of all, the state doesn't have an extra one million, but one million dollars towards sure. A students and to really bump them up to the next level, or some kind of course or something uh, similar to what they maybe they have in Massachusetts. It's always going to the the lower common. It's yeah. always going down. It's never going up. And this thing of you know we're supposed to feel bad and these poor kids no. and they're crammed in classrooms. It's Mayor Lors's wife who's the trustee for the Central Falls School, Stephanie Gonzalez. Well, there doesn't the- use the name of Lorza, but. Time out. Like, this is $1 million you're and talking about. They're the pipeline. John, I also want to say, I find it a little more than a coincidence during, for two reasons there. During the year that Rhode Island is doing this very crucial headcount for the census, if yes. they're going to preserve the congressional district, don't you find it curious that you have this influx yes wherever it's happening and by the way that's where some local media should actually pull out an APRA, do a little work someone should find out are those kinds of families allowed to be counted if you're illegally in rhode island are you 
then you can't be legally in Rhode Island. Correct. So are they but allowed they to be counted? So they're counted. Yeah, they yeah. are counted. So that's curious and the big that part you're... is the outreach to try to tell them there won't be ramifications because obviously, yeah. The people that are here illegally are hesitant to give out their information. So there's a big outreach in those communities. Oh, no, it's okay. You're not going to be deported, but we need your body count because it is getting very serious that the state is going to lose a seat between Cicilline and Politico. We wrote a story about it between Cicilline and Benjamin because we keep losing population. What I also find interesting about that, Donna Perry, is the fact that, you know, they can manipulate a lot of things. They can manipulate school funding formulas and school education numbers and vote totals and everything. They have not figured out a way to manipulate census numbers. They're afraid of the census. That's why they're True. in such a panic. Everybody's got to fill it out. Now, speaking of the schools, and again, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro in studio with me, Massachusetts Communication Consultant Donna Perry. So this was Saturday's Providence Journal. Teachers Union head on Facebook post. I made a big mistake. I'll just go through the short version of it. Mary Beth Calabro, who is certainly in the news this past summer because of the Providence schools, head of the teachers union, she's the one that they shouted down Alorza two years ago when he was trying to give his state of the city because they wanted a contract. No accountability with the Providence schools. So she posted a fake story on Facebook that the girls from Mount Pleasant were playing in a game at Pilgrim um, and that the the Pilgrim players were using the N-word towards them, were saying go back to the ghetto. The entire thing was false. But a couple of things that came out of this to me. Number one, she revealed in the Providence Journal interview that she did that no one from the district even contacted her. He asked her about possible discipline. She said no one's contacted her. Now, she's, she is a teacher, and she is the head of the union. You post on Facebook that there were these, she wasn't even at the game, these racial things being said. It, it becomes news. Everyone covers it. No one contacts her to say, like, are you sure about that? Number two, she can't get through the interview without using vulgarity that the Providence Journal can't print the language. Teacher and head of the yeah. teacher's union. Yeah, what is, yeah. And number three, how would you like to be the new education commissioner in the state of Fonte Green? This is the individual that you're supposed to be working with going forward. To, quote, transform the Providence schools. It, it is laughable. It's John, never happening. You've, you've really nailed it. Holy and that, that kind of says it all. Uh, number one, that she fabricates something. Yes. She uses her own Facebook page. Uh, yep. By the way, in the private sector, companies would have great restrictions and would be cautioning an employee. Oh, my God. 100%. You know, yes. so not to be doing that. Nope. Um, now, the, that's her Facebook. By the way, on Twitter... And I posted these on Facebook. She has all these things on Twitter, calling the president of the United States human scum. You're an idiot. You're an imbecile. Yep, yep. It's, to me, it's unprofessional. Uh, it's inappropriate. No one says a word. If the we know if roles were reverse, if this were it's grossly Clinton, inappropriate. Grossly yeah. inappropriate. Yeah. You're you're a teacher. You're the head of the teachers union. The teacher should not be showing any type of their political colors. No one says a word no, she, about it. I'm sorry. She she's a clown, and it's and it is inappropriate. It's it doesn't rise to the level of the uh you know this union position that she should be oh, having, and yeah. it does sadly shed a little bit of light on what passed is for leadership. I'm yes. sorry. Yeah, that's right. And a lot of the teachers unions, yes. that's quote leadership. Yeah. Uh and that's the tip of the iceberg. So she she does this irresponsible thing. 
and then there's no consequences to her. Look, um, <laughs> you know, overall, I, I think I'm right about this. The Rhode Island public teacher unions uh, have gotten to a point. I believe Rhode Island is is in the top 10 percent, perhaps seven best overall compensated yes. public teacher yep. you know, uh, unions, if you take them together, in the United States. That's right. And this is coming from a state that is the poorest economic state, by the way. In New England. That's right. So it's long been said they're handing out, you know, money and benefits and pensions that the state cannot afford. We all know that. And then you see, you know, behavior like this. I mean, it, it's just it's a shame. Uh, I don't know how many more embarrassing charades can occur um, before, you know. But but then sadly, John, we're, we're running out of people who are going to do the pushback because see, that's, that's we have declining population we in do. the in the in the you know type of population that you want which can be job seekers and earners yeah uh, and job creators so you know another just to, to follow up on this i mean obviously i'm very familiar with facebook the whole premise of the journal article and at least they did a front page story on it of you know the moment i hit send and it goes to the internet that's that's all a false premise yeah uh, that that's if you hit an email and you hit send with facebook her post could have been deleted in two seconds. This yep. is not, and a deleted post on Facebook or Twitter, it does not go out to the internet forever. So the no. whole premise of that is false. She left it up basically all day Tuesday, all day Wednesday, all day Thursday. I'm looking at a headline, Mount Pleasant Coach Disputes Report of Racism at the Pilgrim Gang. The only reason that she deleted it, or she didn't, she actually ended up deleting and apologized is because they had a tape of the game. She got caught. She got caught, and there was yeah. nowhere else to go. I mean, yeah. the, what if the coach had, what if there was no tape of the game, or the coach had said, you know, maybe I did hear something. This thing would have been going on. They had to investigate a pilgrim. All false. All false. To me, this is the latest example. You had Central Falls and Burville to start off the school year, but this is a teacher. She was not even at the game. Uh, she posts this out saying the N-word was used, going back to the ghetto, all completely fabricated, made up, and there's no consequences. And the it. way the unions wow. operate, there could be a vendetta against Warwick. There could be a vendetta against yes, Pilgrim. It's right. usually tied to something that we may not know, and there's not a cooperation on some kind of a union you know, contract. Uh, you know, they, John, we know this. It, yeah. it could be tied to a very big disagreement yes. going on, and it's always tied with them, always. It is, because Jobs Warwick, and is money. Also, Warwick is also American Federation of Teachers, yeah. so it could be in some kind of Sadly, union fight. Jobs, it is. money, it is. their pension, and children come forth. That is the order yeah. in which they operate. It does. And, you know, finally, and again, folks, before we let it go, uh, Donna Perry, Massachusetts Communication Consultant, the big battle to watch, you know, you can tell when there's real money at stake because it right now, and we're going to have to watch how this plays out over the next couple of months, but the battle is going to be over marijuana because Raimondo stepped in and wanted to have a lottery of who's going to be assigned the different licenses. Yeah. And that upset everything because you already had high-power lobbyists and there were people already building the facility down at Jefferson Boulevard as if they had been awarded the contract. And people right. were saying, how are you doing that and you haven't been awarded anything? Uh -huh. You had the person involved with that gets the Board of Elections um, lease in Cranston. But Mattiello and Ruggiero, they are fighting tooth and nail 
to try to get Raimondo removed from the situation. And Governor Raimondo, to her credit, has said we can't allow this I know a guy type of corruption to continue. The real battle. For money, because that's what they're fighting over, is going to be over marijuana. And yeah, that, that's what to watch for. That's this. what to watch yeah, for. That, that's yeah, that's going to be this session. It's it's too bad. By the way, that that's a messy industry, despite the uh, cannabis industry has great lobbyists, and they spin a lot of things. Yes. You know what? It hasn't worked out that great in Massachusetts. No, it hasn't. Uh, they've had a lot of issues. You st- You have crime in the retail shops. Oh, yeah. You have robberies, armed robberies, uh, and if Rhode Island is going to sidestep all kinds of good regulations and this is going to be a handout, watch out. And I feel bad for people who live in neighborhoods. They don't know what's going to hit them because uh, this stuff, they you know, everyone just sees money in it and, you know, forget all the consequences of you have, uh, is not to mention that young people are getting the continued message that becoming a you know a continual pot smoker yeah. is good for you right. and normal. It's not terrible. So Donna Perry, great job. Great we will to talk be to here, you again. folks. It's Sean DePietro. A lot more ahead. Seven six six thirteen eighty four zero one seven six six thirteen eighty. Hey, I want to remind you on this Tuesday about our friends at Propane Plus. Call them today, Tim Johnson. They want to be your propane supplier, Propane Plus. Two locations, Rehoboth and East Greenwich, 885-4209. Call Propane Plus today, 885-4209. Propane Plus for all your heating and cooling underground tanks. Full service, your one source for all your propane needs. Automatic delivery, extensive selection of tanks, all propane appliances, satellite tank monitoring, locked-in rates through the Plus Plan, discounts for builders, installation and service on heaters, generators, water heaters, pool heaters, fireplaces, Propane Plus. Call Tim Johnson today at 885-4209, 885-4209. It's John DePietro. We'll take more of your phone calls, 766-1380. A lot more ahead on this Tuesday. Do you own and operate a small business and you rely on communicating with your employees while they're out in the field? Well, if you do, this is the perfect time to make the switch to T-Mobile for Business. This is Sal with T-Mobile for Business, and I encourage you to reach out to me today at 401-332-0000. This is the perfect time to make the switch to T-Mobile for Business. Right now, we have unlimited plans with unlimited talk, text, and data. With no contract, great deals on iPhones and Samsungs, this is the perfect time to make the switch to T-Mobile for Business. Stop wasting money. Call me for a free consultation at 401-332-0000. Again, 401-332-0000. Stop wasting money with your current cell phone carrier. Call me today, Sal with T-Mobile for Business, 401-332-0000. Folks, remember what they say when your appliance is dying. Everybody all together, just call Ryan. That's right. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Repairs on all makes and models of appliances, whether it's a dishwasher or a stove or a refrigerator or your washer dryer call ryan's appliance repair his mom answers the phone books all the appointments ryan is the real deal saturday appointments are available all work is guaranteed for 90 days parts and labor and senior citizens discounts are available call ryan's appliance repair 401-710-7096 401-710-7096 for ryan's appliance repair 
Paul Massey Chevrolet, you get the lowest price guaranteed every day with Rhode Island's only true one price on our exciting lineup of Chevrolets. Paul Massey's one price plus true car equals our best price guaranteed. And it's only at Paul Massey, Rhode Island's number one Chevrolet dealer. Lease a 2020 Equinox LS front wheel drive for only $179 a month for 39 months with $29.88 due at signing. Buick GMC South is New England's number one Buick dealer and Rhode Island's number one GMC dealer. Get the lowest price anywhere. Paul Massey's one price plus true car equals our best price. Guaranteed. Lease a 2020 Terrain SLE front wheel drive for only $198 a month for 39 months with $24.88 due at signing. Great selection, top-notch service, and the lowest one price, only at Paul Massey. Hey, Henry Oil. Folks, call Henry Oil today. They want to be your oil provider. Serving most of Rhode Island and southeastern Mass, it's Henry Oil. Since 1947, call Carmine and Lori at Henry Oil, 401-521-0200. Lock and cap pricing. They also have uh, budget plans, automatic delivery, oil burner service and installation, Full service fuel company serving most of Rhode Island and southeastern Mass. Visit their website, henryoil.com. Henry Oil, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline delivery, residential, commercial, service contracts, budget plans. It all started 1947. Carmine Henry DeSanto delivered fuel oil, single truck, and now, folks, they're there to serve you. Call Henry Oil today, 521-0200, 521-0200 for Henry Oil. You are listening to the John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. All right, folks, and we're back on this uh, Tuesday. Good afternoon, one and all. Here I am. It's Juan. It's John DePietro weekdays. We start at 11. We go till 2. It's AM 1380 and also 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at DePietro.com. Let me say good afternoon. Remember, we do a Facebook Live, so just find my Facebook page. It's John DePietro Show. Good afternoon, Christine. Uh, Robert says, what part of our legal don't they understand? They don't care. They're being encouraged. Hello there, Brenda. Uh, There's Ralph. Um, let's see. Hello, Stefan. Uh, Vince is a good guy. That's right. How about that? Hello there, Mark Packard. Buzzards Bay checking in. How about the fact, uh, let's see a thumbs up, everybody, on Facebook Live. How about the fact, I mean, actor Vince Vaughn, you're at the National Championship game, and the President of the United States is there and wants to meet you, and you say, you know what, I want to go over and... And I want to meet the president of the United States, whoever he or she may be. And instead, he is absolutely uh, being vilified, being vilified on social media. I was glad for the president last night. I was cheering him on. That was a great football game last night. At least the first half was. LSU broke it open in the second half. As I had predicted, they're just too strong. Um. But I was very happy for the president. I mean, with everything that he has to go through. uh, Very um, happy when the president gets the type of reception that he did last night. 
And I want to play it for you. House to vote Wednesday to send the impeachment articles to the Senate. I believe that Congressman Cicilline, I think he is, um, I think he's going to be chosen as one of the House managers. I do. I think he, and, and he, he's going to love it. But how about the crowd reacting last night to President Trump in Melania walking out on that field? Wasn't that great? Loved it. Yep. Damn right. Get used to it. Listen to those chairs. Fantastic. Standing ovation for the Commander-in-Chief. Way to hear the USA. I loved it. Good. Why not? Are you kidding me? To the United States of America. Nothing wrong with cheering for the President and the First Lady. Listen to the USA. Yes. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that in any way. So glad for him. Deserved it. Guys, been through hell and back. Folks, remember, you can email me, john at dipetro.com, john at dipetro.com. Now, I did receive this email. This is from uh, Emily. Uh, let's see. Dear Independent Idiot. Oh, that doesn't sound very nice. Folks, you can always email me, john at dipetro.com. Well, last night, I sat down with my husband, and we flipped on the game, the college game. And then as soon as they started cheering, I turned it off. He had no right to be there. Who are those people that would be cheering for him and his wife? I planned on watching the game. Later, my husband flipped back to it, but I had no intention. Thought I would share that with you. Well, that, Emily, that's entirely up to you. You missed a great game, especially the first half. Who are those people? You know, Vince Vaughn, as I mentioned, is being crucified on Twitter and on social media because he was, what, polite to the commander-in-chief? He was Vince Vaughn. This is trending on Twitter. Spotted shaking hands at the national championship game. Just walked by Vince Vaughn on the field. Expect him to get some airtime tonight. So they showed him. Somebody pleaded. I'm very sorry to have to share this video. All of it. Every part of it. Vince Vaughn politely shaking hands with the President of the United States and the First Lady. Yeah, that's called class. That's absolutely called class. Uh, Donald and Melania Trump sit with Vince Vaughn at the National Championship game amid impeachment. And people are upset about this. What, what, what is so horrible, horrible, horrible about that? Excuse me. That, that should have been considered an honor. The fact that you, you get to meet the commander of the free world. And some of the comments. Um, let's see. Why, and some, well, I can't believe how becoming a Republican. Everyone's Tom shaking hands. Um, Vince has always been conservative. One of the only people in Hollywood. Here's another. Here are some of the comments. Melania doesn't understand English. Her job is to smile and nod yes. That's mean. Completely false. She knows more languages than you do. Um, here's a comment. I cannot bear to watch a video of two men speaking civilly. 
Uh, well, that tells me all I need to know about Vince Vaughn. What is that supposed to mean? Oh, that he's, oh, I don't know, polite, that he's cordial, that he knows how to handle himself in, in uh, situations like that. Shame. Here's another. Shame to see Vince Vaughn so casually sit with a known traitor terrorist with a smile on her face. My goodness. I used to have a massive crush on Vince Vaughn. Now I want to barf. So Vince Vaughn, I like this one. So Vince Vaughn is cordial to a man who locks kids in cages. Uh, we're not locking children in cages. It was at the border. Why, why are we supposed to, why are we taking care of those children at the border anyway? You know, what are we doing with those kids? Number one, what would happen if in the morning, and then there's other language I can't even, uh, um, I can't even mention on the air. What would happen in the morning if when they go to sleep and turn out the lights at the border, that there were 30 children and then in the morning there were only 28 they would be this massive, how did these kids get anywhere, and, and where are they, uh, and how dare you let them wander off? These are children that don't speak English, and what are we doing? We're giving them medical attention, and we're feeding them, and we're giving them clean clothes. Many of them are seeing a dentist for the first time. Uh, many of them, you know, they're brushing their teeth, they're flossing, they're being fed food, they're being uh, books to read and, and play. But at night, you, you don't want them to get away. And, and, and it's huge. It's a huge complex. Again, I, the, these people that are stuck on this business of locking kids in, in, in cages is, is ludicrous. That's not what it's about. What, we're taking care of them. They're coming from third world countries. Uh, we're showing them, you know, nothing but kindness and generosity. It, it's a matter of otherwise they could be wandering off and then we're responsible for them so either way you can't have them just wandering around or who knows what's it could be for their own safety you have other illegals that want to go in and maybe uh, sexually abuse them or what have you which i had heard about when we did the interview with one of the people at the border they said you know the biggest problem is some of these 18 and 19 year olds that try to stink in and take advantage of some of the young girls it's terrible all right it's john DePietro. next hour the power hour we'll take more of your phone calls 766-1380-401-766-1380 stay with me we're going to break for the one o'clock news get a news update and then the power hour is next right here wnri Winsocket, socket w236 cw w260 dc w-n-r-i.